This is the That's So 90s Podcast, a podcast all about disputing, debating, and questioning our love for 90s pop culture. I'm your host, Bobby Semmelsberger. Hey, hi, how you doing? This is my loyal robot sidekick, Nostalgiatron. And prepare yourself, because we might be ruining some childhoods. Our guest this week is the host of Be Kind Rewind podcast, Carlos Sanchez, and he is here to participate in the first ever That's So 90s Halloween Madness, where we will determine the creepiest character from 90s childhood. Ooh. Boys and girls of every age, would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween, this is Halloween Pumpkins scream in the middle of Carlos, you tell me, what type of Halloween kid were you? Were you super into Halloween, or were you? was it just something that you kind of like, oh, I'm going to dress up and go get some candy, because I guess everyone's doing it. No, I was, I was super into it. It was uh, planning out the costume throughout the year, trying out a, a few different ones, you know, and then may, may or may not get as much candy as I wanted, but getting into the spirit, was all, I was all about it. Really quick, what's the best costume you remember having? My Ace Ventura, uh, when he was in the asylum, I played football in people's uh, front yards with a tutu on nice, all by with myself. The tutu. Oh yeah, I did. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. So thanks, mom, again for letting me do that. Did you have the hair going? Yeah, no, I I had the gel, the the, the LA gear, or LA gel. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You just boom, all I had it all puffed out. I had my sister's tutu. I had the Hawaiian shirt and the boots. So I I'll, I'll have to find a picture, but. It definitely is my favorite. You know what's good about that? That one's actually timeless. I feel like you could wear that one right now, and I think most people would probably still get it. Yeah, I think so. I, especially with you know classic Jim Carrey nostalgia at this point, it would it would hit. See, Carlos. So for anybody that's listened to this podcast before, knows that I wasn't a big horror guy. I'm not. I don't like to be scared. I don't like. I don't like to be spooked. I don't understand the 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 the, the pleasure people get in watching Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street because those type of movies just keep me up. They had they did when I was a kid, right? Like when I see freaky things, it just stays in my mind. So like when I when I'm trying to go to sleep in the middle of the night, also I'm just like something's gonna get me. Whatever I just watched is gonna get me, and so. That's why I think I was never, like, a massive Halloween fan. I enjoy the pageantry of it. Obviously, candy was cool. But even, like, if you were to ask me what my best costume was, I can't even, like, remember. I just remember a lot of times, like, going to Party City, buying, like, I'm going to be Batman from Batman Beyond. Like, the super slick black and stuff. Like, I remember getting that, like, onesie. And then when Halloween would come, like, 5 o'clock, right before you go trick-or-treat, I'm like, nah, I don't want to wear this. I don't want to wear a onesie. I'm looking ridiculous. I don't know what it was. I just wasn't ever into it. Um, but on the topic of being scared, also happy Halloween, by the way. Um, Thank you. <laughs> on the topic of being scared, what we're doing today is something very important. We are running down the creepiest characters from 90s childhood. I reached out to Twitter. I tried to get a poll together. We have a wide variety of creepy things, creepy people, creepy characters from movies, TV, things that 
kept us awake as a kid, things that scared us. Obviously, it was very traumatizing for me. And what this is going to be is somewhat of a therapy session, I think, for both of us, Carlos. And uh, and, uh, I think I got a bracket. I got a nice little homemade bracket. I used two different colored pens, so I know what I'm doing. And we got 16 different characters. And what we're about to do right now is we're about to make them fight. It's going to be a big old versus, and we are going to determine what is the creepiest character from 90s childhood. Carlos, are you prepared for that? I'm ready. This is like our own Capcom versus, you know, like they do the the big Justice League versus Marvel. This is going to be our villains Capcom versus. Yeah, but we win because right, what we're going to do is we're going to squash those nightmares and the and those and the scary things that kept us awake at night. We're taking it down today, all right? This Halloween, I ain't scared no more. All right? We're going we're, we're, I'm going to be getting deep into some traumatic shit that has happened to me in the last couple years, all right? But this is how we're going to be rating them, Carlos. All right, keep this in mind. I don't want us to determine who's the best or scariest character based on how much they creeped us out as a kid. No. What we're doing is what's the creepiest character now? Like, what still freaks us out? Because when you're 5 to 10 years old, a lot of things creep you out. Any little sort of thing, the furnace creeps you out. And then all of a sudden in your 20s, you go downstairs and you're like, oh, that old thing? But there are still characters, I think, on this list that are still scary to people like us in our 20s, right? So keep that in mind as we're running down these characters, as we're putting them up against each other, as we're breaking things down and getting a little spooky, all right? You got that in mind? Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Okay. You're up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. Okay. What we got here, I got a couple different divisions. That's how I broke up these characters, right? So we're running down the divisions. Our first one is the Tim Burton division, and we have two super creepy, super cool characters, one of which was definitely one of my biggest fears, and one of which I think was one of your biggest fears from what you told me earlier. We have Danny DeVito's Penguin going up against Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So, Carlos, I'm going to start with you. Break me down. Which do you think is creepier? What are your memories of these characters? And which one do you think should go on to the next round? Well, starting out with the Penguin, Danny DeVito, good old Batman Returns. I was definitely huge into Batman, so I had to see this movie. I was totally into it. The marketing, you know, of course, shifted from the first movie to the second one. But watching Danny DeVito with the the black stuff, gooey stuff coming out of his mouth, play like the the dark gothic type of, you know, Tim Burton angle, it was creepy. But it wasn't something like truly scared me it just kind of it, it interested me you know as a kid I, I at that point I wasn't truly scared of him but he definitely creeped me out but I was like interested and I was like you know what I like this character but large Marge oh <laughs> oh that's that was nightmare fuel right there for for years because Pee Wee Herman, you know, growing up as a kid, I watched the shit out of Pee Wee Herman, the play, Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. So, of course, when the movie came out, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, he, the movie starts out, and he gets in the truck, and Large March is telling him the story. And then you see the big old eyeballs, and everything happens. And as a kid, that, that scarred me as a kid. For me, I just, that's one of the first actual memories I remember of actually being scared and, like, not wanting to go to bed that night. So, but now. In retrospect, which one is freakier? You know, I, I Danny DeVito's pretty creepy, but Large Marge is still creepy because she's an older lady who's a ghost driving down the highway, and we could get picked up. Our car could 
break down at any point in time, we could get picked up by a Large Marge character. So I think in hindsight, Large Marge is an actual reality that could happen. So that's more scarier to me. So what you're saying is because Large Marge just appears like a normal human being. She's just an old lady. What's the big deal? I'm going to jump in her truck. Like, no matter if you're five or 55, it's just a nice old lady, right? But what you're saying is Penguin, though, he fucking pulls up next to you in his duck mobile or whatever he's got going in that movie. You ain't getting into that passenger seat, right? Like, you know something's up with that dude. No, and... And like I said, it's a large march is a creepy one because you already know what if you already know what she's gonna be, then yes, it's it's more creepier. But you don't know, so if we're going on creepy, I'm gonna go Danny DeVito's Penguin because, like you said, pulling up in the duckmobile with the, the the gooey mouth and the the umbrellas and a couple of penguins with some rockets, I think I'm gonna be pretty creeped out. So we're gonna give it to Danny DeVito's Penguin on this one. See, that's what I was thinking too. All right, and obviously I am biased. Because Large Marge is freaky. There's a lot of Tim Burton shit. Like, just Nightmare Before Christmas in general is freaky. Like, there's just a lot of freaky imagery. That's what he's good at, right? A lot of people are into that when they're kids. Some people like that gothic Hot Topic vibe or whatever like that. Not me specifically. Hot Topic is still kind of freaky. Even just when I go in there, the people that work there, I'm like, yikes, I gotta go, right? But the Penguin, the Penguin is just like, he went, he cranked that shit to 12. Like, I don't know why he is the way that he is because the Penguin in the comics is just a dude in like a suit and a top hat and just calls himself the Penguin. For some reason, Tim Burton's, well, I know why. It's because he was like, I'm in the freaks, I'm in the mutants. And he like, that's what Tim Burton, like that's what he, he, he understands those type of characters or the outcast. That's what he does with the Penguin. But man, the Penguin, when he bites off that dude's nose and there's just blood everywhere and then he like eats a raw fish it's all the same scene that stuff is just so unpleasant it's so unnerving it's crazy that it's in a big budget superhero movie like it's in technically one of the biggest movies of that year is this you know for better word freak show and it's made for children that is somewhat made for children so anyway both of these movies are made for children but i think large march who is creepy I think there's something about that character when her eyes is do when her eyes bulge and she gets creepy. I don't know. There's like a little bit of claymation to it though. It's 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 not yeah, super it, super creepy still. Doesn't quite hold up like 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 uh like one of you said like you said with movies uh, the claymation it, it, the jump scare is really what gets me. But Penguin, like you said, it's a it's a throughout the whole movie is a, you're free, you're creeped out like you said the eating the raw fish uh, when he's in, he's running in his little jammies and you see that weird like. You know his little uh, moose knuckle going on <laughs> when he when he's running with the uh, the umbrellas and stuff. You're like, oh yeah, this is this is not what I want to go to bed to. I you know what? Right now, okay, so we got Penguin going to the next round. Carlos, Penguin could potentially win this thing. I know we just started, but I'm looking at the rest of the list. He could potentially win this thing, but but we'll get to it. We're gonna we're gonna run down the rest of the options real quick. So our next division, the cute but horrifying division. I have a couple of fun little things that everyone may remember, but man, are they terrifying when you look behind those eyes. What we have are Furbies up against the PBS show Teletubbies, specifically the characters from Teletubbies. One's name was Lala, one's name was Paul, and they're all like, Lala, Paul. So, Carlos, what we thinking here? Furbies? Teletubbies. Which ones were freakier as a kid, but which ones are freakier now? 
I think Teletubbies are creepier because there's a language that's indistinguishable mm-hmm. and that that background is just so trippy, you know, and, and I, I wasn't, I was just out of that age range. I didn't quite watch it, but I like my friends and I would look back at those episodes and be like, what the hell is going on? Like, it's one of those things you look back as a kid, like you enjoy it as a kid, but you're like, how do you see it as an adult? And Teletubbies for sure falls into that category. Uh, and, and it was Furbies was the other one. Yeah, that right? Furbies versus for the Furbies, those little toys that were talking, they were birds and, and they had eyes that moved, but they, but it, it yeah, they're on toy shelves everywhere in the nineties. Well, the, those things, the, the creepy things about those, cause they have the sensor. So if you walked in front of them, they, you know, they turn on, they start making noises and they'd want like, you know, mm. fed or whatever the hell they did. But, you know, I, I honestly, I think the Teletubbies takes it for me just because of the, the language and, uh, just the popularity it could be some sort of propaganda scheme i hear the thing about furbies though like you said they're in your house and they can sense you they're in your house like teletubbies don't come out of the tv you can always turn off the tv but if let's say your sister or something had a furby and you weren't in the furbies and you're like these things kind of creep me out but your sister has one you're walking into the kitchen trying to get some milk and cookies there it is looking at you right talking Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't even know what it Shoot, does. It could it, be it, like a little. It could turn to a little army. You could get a, a bunch of them turns into an army. Furbies. However, Teletubbies, there's four of them, right? You have four of them, so it's kind of like their own unit, right? They got each other's back, and they're like human sized too. So if like if, if a Teletubby's walking down your hallway, you're fucking shitting your pants. Okay, let's break it down like this. You know, in every horror movie, there's a scene where they push the mirror, and then all of a sudden, there's something creepy behind them in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you think would be yes. more horrifying behind you in a mirror? Would it be a Furby or a Teletubby? Because I'm actually thinking, the thing about the Furby, though, is it's small. You could kick that shit. Let's say if there, even if there was just mm-hmm. one Teletubby, not all four, let's say it was la la. That thing has dead eyes and it's <laughs> right behind you, right? And it's bigger than you as a kid. And even now it would be bigger. Yeah. You know what? I Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it has to be Teletubby. That's terrifying. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If, you clo- if I close the mirror... And there's at least one Teletubby behind me. Yeah, I'm fucking flipping my shit. If there's Furbies, you're doing you're doing the stomping, you know, boom, boom. But with with Teletubbies, like, like they're doing their weird language yeah. that's already freaking you out. And then you gotta do like a drop kick or something. I don't know. It's and, I, I'm and telling remember you. like a little baby's face was the sun in that universe. What's that shit? They're obsessed with babies. Mm-hmm. And what if it was just the sun? What if it was the sun that was behind you? That's the stuff I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Their world doesn't make any sense. All right, so we got we got the Teletubbies going into the next round, and he's up. They're up against the Penguins, but we'll, we'll get to that later because right now we are going to what I call the creepy creature division, and what we have is the troll from Ernest Scared Stupid versus that cockroach man that probably has a name, but we're just going to refer to it as the cockroach man from the first Men in Black movie. Carlos, I'm going to start this one off. All right, because the troll, I'm not as familiar with the Ernest movies. I remember the Christmas one was always on. The rest of them kind of just meshed together into one big Ernest palooza. I don't know. But that troll, I've looked it up, I've watched it. And once again, now that's me with the perspective of a 20-year-old. That shit creepy. It's big, 
It's got, like, goo and spit coming out of it. And you know what it is? It's ugly. It's got warts all over its face. It doesn't help when these things are ugly, right? That's just disgusting. So that would have mm-hmm. freaked me out as a kid, and it freaks me out now. It's a little creepy. It's all puppet, so it feels kind of realistic. But that cockroach man, that cockroach man with his face, he's wearing a human skin, and his face is all distorted, and he's like, sugar water. And you're like, you can't even understand what he's doing. And then there's a bug that comes. Dude, like that is some next level creepy stuff. Because the thing about Ernest, they're trying to scare kids. Men in black, they're trying to scare adults. So obviously kids are going to be scared because I bet there are certain adults that were kind of creeped out by that performance. So that's how I feel about that one. Uh, with Ernest... With the troll Trantor, is how, they, <laughs> is how they call him in the movie. I It was such a tonal shift from all the other Ernest movies. Because I grew up watching Ernest movies. And all of them were just stupid, goofy movies. And then you get to Ernest Scared Stupid. And the troll pops out. And I think I was like seven or eight years old when this happened. I, it freaked me the yeah. fuck out. I was like, holy shit, this thing is like a legit... This like I think this is the same time that I'd seen killer clowns from outer space so they're like almost all like the trolls in Ernest scared stupid or like shorter versions of the killer clowns from outer space so i was freaked out like from the beginning so that alone every time i see the movie and watching it now it just brings back bad memories and that that big old head just seeing that big old head walking around again if we're going to use a good example closing the mirror if that that head is behind me yeah, it's uh, things are going down, but like you said, the cockroach alien, I think it was Edgar, Edgar the Bug, <sighs> is that the guy's name? So creepy. Uh, yeah, that was creepy, but the thing was for me, he's creepier when he was in the man form, but when they went CGI, right. you know, Bug, I was like, it was still cool and creepy, but but if we're going reality, if the Bug is behind me, it's going to do more damage, for sure. Quicker, easier, but the troll's got magic powers. True. And it's ugly as shit, and it's going to get snot all over your stuff. So, personally for me, I would go the troll, but I know you don't have much history in your histories with the, with the alien. So, what do you think? See, you bring up a good point, though. Because, let's just keep going back to that mirror, man. Because, obviously, that, that, that dude with the, the, with the creepy face, Edgar, and he's got the overalls, and you never know what he's saying... He is scary, but now that I'm kind of thinking mm-hmm. about it, now that I've kind of watched it, it's, I mean, it's still spooky. But, like, you could, if you had a baseball bat, you could take that dude. That troll, you can't take him. And the yeah. giant cockroach, as you were just saying, CGI versus practical. And that CGI does not hold up. They hit him with a tr- truck. The CGI does not hold up. No. And they hit Ernest, backed the truck into the troll, and he came back. So, that's scary. So, that's my first, like... We use a vehicle. That's like our first line and of like, defense. And like so, and what I like what you said too is it kind of takes you off guard because let's say you're just let's say you're having an Ernest marathon, right? You're hanging out with your kids. You're watching Ernest goes to jail. You're watching the Ernest Christmas. You're watching Ernest in the army. You're watching Ernest works at uh, 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 In and Out. You're watching Ernest Ernest uh, Ernest goes to the <laughs> Toys R Us and gets a little freaky with some kids. I don't know what the other Ernest movies were, but let's say all of a sudden you watch five Ernest movies and they're all kind of the same. They're all dumb fun, but then all of a sudden the troll shows up and the scared stupid. You're not expecting that, right? And that is kind of creepy. So I think I think I'm gonna have to give it to the troll. Yep. Thank you. The troll deserves it. That thing is creepy as shit. It always be creepy in my mind, no matter what. Our next category, big one. Big one because you already mentioned it. What we have next, 
prepare yourself is the creepy clown division. And what we have are the killer clowns from outer space going up against Pennywise the Clown from It. And we're talking 1990 It, not this new little boy shit. We're talking the original, which looks maybe goofy now, but it was scary for decades. So, once again, I'm going to start off. Don't have too much uh, of a memory about the killer clowns from outer space besides, like, the VHS cover. Like, I feel like I always saw that VHS cover in Blockbuster with, like, the clown's creepy-ass face hanging over, like, the world or whatever. But Pennywise. But here's the thing about Pennywise. That TV movie always seemed to be on. Like, even though it came out in 1990, I saw it in, like, 2002. And it was just on TV. And the thing is... You don't even know what you're watching because I'm just I remember I was scrolling through the channels. I was lucky enough to be a kid with a TV in my bedroom. So that was awesome. But I'm scrolling through the channel. I'm going from Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, whatever I'm doing. And all of a sudden I'm like, there's a kid hanging out, looking into like a a, 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 looking into the drain. Like, what's this? This looks interesting. There's a clown in there. And then all of a sudden his teeth get all big and stuff. Yeah, it's probably ridiculous. But I'm just saying I feel like Pennywise scared kids for a straight up two decades until we got this new Pennywise. And whereas I think the killer clowns from what I've seen, even though they are creepy, they're a little bit more B movie esque They're I guess they're both pretty B movie. I mean, Pennywise doesn't really hold up too well, but I, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's more camp value. Whereas the it in 1990 took itself seriously, you know, whereas the, whereas the killer clowns had more of a camp value, even when they made it. I don't know. That's my argument. But Carlos, you can either tell me why I'm wrong or not. Well, again, we have opposite experiences. I um, I was more scared of the killer clowns from outer space because uh, I, I with with Pennywise, I had only seen parts of it, you know, because it's yeah, what the too. four hour movie. So like, I never watched the full movie, but I did see the parts you're talking about, like the whole, uh, you know, the beginning where he's got his teeth coming out in the gutter and like some of the scary parts when he's confronting the kids. So I was always scared of those parts. But with Killer Clowns, it was one of those late night HBO movies I just kind of ran into when I was a kid. And at first I thought it was going to be kind of like it. I was like, oh, yeah, you could tell it's a little more goofy. But when the clowns start like like brutally killing people and like wrapping up up in like cotton candy, but like turning into monsters, like I was like, this is like crazy shit. Uh, so Killer Clowns always kind of had a, a, a lasting effect for me. But Pennywise definitely had like more of that. I guess you said intellectual horror. Like it was like he wasn't like jump scare, but like he could just just his present made his presence made it scary. But with the killer clowns, it was purely out of like sight and like what they could do. Like they threw popcorn in the toilet and it turned into like aliens that could come up and grab you. I was always scared of that happening as a kid. So for me, killer clowns was the was the the taker just because there was more of them um they could i feel like they could do more like physically but pennywise had the intellectual he he preyed on people's fears but killer clowns they just went after you like they they one scene they just put on boxing gloves and just knock some dude's head straight off his neck just, I was just like I'm, I'm done. But did you find that as a kid anymore. did you find that ridiculous or did you find it frightening I, it was a mixture because some of the kills were kind of brutal or the way they transformed into like their monster form was scary. But the way that they killed people and they wrapped them up in cotton candy, like offset what it, what just happened. So like there were times where I was like, ah, it's not so scary. I know this is a movie. I know this is kind of, they're having fun with this. Whereas like you, Pennywise was just always scary. 
until you sit down and watch the movie as an adult. You're like, okay, it's creepy, but now it like, doesn't hold up as much as, as it once did. This is tough because I, I, I think it's a whole bunch of clowns, but the problem is I feel like neither of these really hold up as well as the ones we've been talking about. Like, I don't think either of them are that scary. Like, obviously, now you can compare old Pennywise to new Pennywise. They're going to scare the new kids of the generation. And that old Pennywise now does not look that scary. But maybe because clear, killer clowns, because they do just plain out just murder some kids straight up, I feel like that could kind of push it over the edge. Whereas the horror elements of the original TV movie of It was kind of pulling its punches, right? It does, it's not like super graphically violent in your face uh whereas killer clowns is like nah like it's it's still it's still creepy and it's still kind of funny and it still has that b-movie charm well what about like their end forms like uh because pennywise turned into what the spider was that like his uh, end yeah he's like a giant spider thingy yeah and the killer clowns they they shed their skin they're just more like like a giant gremlin kind of thing just have big old teeth they're just taller i guess than pennywise so Pennywise is end form wasn't I, I think he was scarier as the clown than he was as his end form because I mean I, I guess for the times that it was for technology the the spider didn't really come across as scary uh, but the clown himself with the balloons and you know just I think honestly I think the the preying on the fear and the the more scared you were as a kid the better tasted you were to Pennywise was actually kind of the scarier part so I don't know. I would lean toward Pennywise. You're leaning towards Pennywise? Because mm-hmm. I'm ready to give it to Pennywise, man. Because obviously yeah. that was like my choice. I mean, because I think Pennywise, the thing is like we both, like, I also have never seen the full It. But it was literally just that one scene, the infamous kid in the drain scene. That's enough to make you go, holy God, that is creepy. Yeah, I I would give it to, to Pennywise just because, um, like I said, it's intellectual and... He preys on your fears, and you taste better the more scared you are. Yeah. Doing it. He's in it. Doing it. Next he, next round, man. Pennywise is in there. Going next round. All right. You ready? Because our next, our next, our next, our next, our next round is going to be the Witches and Wizards Division, where we have the witches from the movie, the 1990 Halloween flick, The Witches, with Angelica Houston. And then we have... The evil dark wizard himself. No, not Lord Voldemort. <laughs> not Lord Voldemort. I actually think they maybe stole Lord Voldemort from this. I don't know. They probably the books came out before. Whatever. More than likely. Halloween Town's own Calabar, the evil wizard man. Carlos, what are you thinking? Which one scarred you more as a kid? Well, I have to admit, I literally saw Halloween Town this week for the first time. And what? Yeah, I don't know how it went under my radar for so long, but it did. And I loved it. So I'll get to Calabar in a minute. But I got to go start out with The Witches because The Witches is something I've grown up with. This is an old school 1990 movie. I remember watching, again, my parents graced us with HBO. So I got to watch a lot of Saturday, Saturday afternoon HBO specials. And The Witches was always on. And it creeped me out because, of course, this is made for kids, and it was Jim Henson Productions. Of course, you think Jim Henson, you're like, Muppets, you know, this is going to be great. 
and then you start watching the movie, right. and it gets creepier until they reveal themselves. Angelica Houston as the Grand High Witch, she reveals herself, and she's got this huge long nose, her form, skin's all deformed, and everything. It's it's, it's truly like it's a creepy situation to to, uh, to look at. And then as on top of that, they have like these like body horror uh, scenes where like kids are are changing into mice. They're like you know forming the mice as yeah. they get smaller, but you see their faces deforming, and it's it's crazy. Um, but the movie itself is entertaining. I watched it just this last week, and it's still as entertaining as I remember it. But it's still creepy from the fact like. They still had little nuances, like like, like the, the witches have they they they, uh, they wear wigs, so they're always messing with their head or scratching their heads, or when they pull off their skin, you can still see some of the, uh, the scales that they have. So, it was just a perfectly creepy movie for uh, um, for early '90s movie. But getting into Halloween Town, for seeing it for the first time this week, I can definitely see why people loved it, and it just rings '90s nostalgia with like the characters and the way the way it's shot and. Um, in Calabar, I knew I knew that bastard was up to something from the beginning. I was like, he mm-hmm. is too nice. He's got that hair. He's got that charm. He's up to no good. So, but he's definitely a creeper. He's like that creeper dad who's always putting his arms around all the girls who are like in middle school. Is like, come on now, back off, back <laughs> off. So I, for me, for nostalgic purposes, have to go with the witches just because it terrified me more. But Calabar is a creeper. He's definitely a creeper. You know, for me, I think I kind of just wanted to put Calabar on this list for personal reasons. Nobody else said Calabar. But for me, <laughs> that first time that you see Calabar, and it's like the movie theater, and he has this dark portal behind him, and he's just kind of laughing his ass off. And he's like, oh! And he has, like, no lips or something. And it just that image was very... And I don't think Halloween Town is creepy for even a, 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 you know, a young little pussy boy like myself, which I was afraid of everything. But Halloween Town, I was pretty good, pretty good with, good with, good with. Even shot of Calabar, that freaked me out as a kid. But yeah, man, The Witches, that's some next level stuff. Because that, that's a movie budget. Halloween Town is a TV budget. And I think, once again, that mm-hmm. is scary for somebody who's like six, seven, eight years old. Calabar ain't that creepy now. Calabar is like, you know, maybe you can understand, oh, kids were kind of creeped out. But it's very baseline creepy right it's it's like it's like discount Voldemort is really what it is but with the movie level Jim Henson which we've seen him do magical things with the Ninja Turtles in live action he basically goes the other way of being like like the Ninja Turtles were inspiring the kids the witches are terrifying and it's like it also kind of comes out of left field because you think you're just dealing with these human ladies then they rip off their faces once again it goes back to the troll they're just scary looking they're just creepy looking they're not they're Mm -hmm. just ugly ugly is creepy kids uh, uh, so yeah, I don't like that. And, and because they look realistic <laughs> enough that you can kind of envision them in real life, you know, it goes back to the puppetry. It goes back to that. Like it's not CGI. It's, it, you know, it's 1990. So they're still have to use that puppetry. Forget about it, man. They mm-hmm. got the long noses. They're creepy. They're cruel. Nah, they're definitely, they're in the next rounds for sure. Yep. Yep. Which is all the way. I'm giving them the W for witches, which means we're going down to the next category, which is our frightening mascots division. And what we have is Slappy the Dummy from Goosebumps. And then we also have the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypts. Carlos, what are you thinking? Well, Slappy the Dummy goes back just because Goosebumps goes back. And I remember reading the book, and then I remember seeing the episode that they filmed. And I remember both of them creeping me out just as much because 
I was already creeped out because the scene, and I don't know, I, I should have put this on the list, but the clown from Poltergeist that were, that, that end up uh, getting all creeped out, that got me started with not liking any dolls looking at me while I'm sleeping. And so Slappy the Dummy didn't help with all that. And so Slappy the Dummy definitely creeped me out. And watching the Goosebumps movie brought it all back when they actually brought <laughs> him to life, like pretty well with CGI and whatever the, they did with the movie magic. So I was pretty. I'm still creeped out by Slappy the Dummy, but the Crypt Keeper is on another level. I used to like turn down the volume or at least turn it off and like time it. I'm like, okay, it's almost over. He's done his his scream and laugh. Okay, now we can go back and watch the beginning because I was usually had to watch this at home by myself or with my sister who was babysitting at me at the time. And it's at night. They they're showing this like at eleven o'clock on a Saturday night. They know what's up. So I'm trying to like you know. Try not to be as creeped out as possible. All the lights on, everything like that. But the creep keeper every time gets me. But even to this day, that voice and that laugh, it gets me every time. So I'm leaning toward the creep keeper. This is all that I'm going to say. This is all that needs to be said. All right. Not a Goosebumps fan. Not a Tales of the Crypt fan. If you know anything about me, those are the exact opposite of shows that I want to watch. I want to watch Power Rangers and Hey Arnold and nothing. Right. Here's the thing, though. Let's say they're both kind of the more iconic mascot. Slappy the Dummy, when you see that, it's kind of, in a, in a way, it could be the face of Goosebumps, right? I feel like when the new movie came out, he was very much the, the most vital character uh, uh, of the Goosebumps. But here's the thing about Slappy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't appear too creepy, and I feel like in the end, he's more sarcastic than anything. He's mainly just a dick. But obviously, he is definitely creepy. <laughs> but the Crypt Keeper, there's a reason I've never watched an episode. It's because just seeing him on the front of a DVD box, there's no way I'm getting anywhere near that. He's got no face. He's got no nose. He's got weird gray hair and stuff. Nope. There, no, there's no reason. There's no way I'm watching that show just based off of that. I'm not interested. I don't care. And you're telling me the show bookends with him and the, I have to finish off the damn episode with him and then no. You gotta time no it right if you want to get out. Like Slappy the Dummy, I feel like even got- if, if, like, if I was watching it now, I'd be like, well, maybe that was fun maybe maybe that was maybe i had a few laughs maybe a few chuckles i feel like goosebumps kind of when you get older it kind of becomes more playful and fun than when you were a kid and that's what it is it's bright it's funner tales from the crypt is just kind of dark creepy makes you feel uncomfortable it starts off it's covered in cobwebs he's in a grave nope not for me so if you ask me carlos it's gotta be the crypt keeper man next round he could potentially win this thing just based on how riled up i'm getting right now yeah, no, he, he could. He could go all the way. We're getting down. We got two more of these divisions left, and then we can start getting into the real nitty and gritty. But our second to last division is one, you know, I kind of, I, I forced in there. It didn't have to be in there. I get it. If you guys want to argue, I don't care. It's my show. It's the Power Rangers villains division, and we have two of the OGs. We got the very original villain, the Witch of evil herself, Rita Repulsa, versus her future husband and her successor, Mr. Lord Zed. I'm going to start off this one. I'm a big Power Rangers guy. Anybody that's listening to this podcast knows I talk about it too much, but still, it's my show. Screw you. I would have to go with Lord Zed. Now, I don't actually think I was really scared of either of these characters, but Lord Zed... The idea of him, the look of him, like, what is he? 
He's a skinless man. He's like a red demon that has metal all over his body. He's got a red visor. And I said this in a previous podcast. Maybe we were talking about the new movie or something like that and how they could update the character. But just that idea, like just imagine a foggy, dark room. And then all of a sudden in the darkness, it's just a red beam of light. And that is his visor. It's like Darth Vader when he shows up with his red lightsaber. That's creepy. He's got the great. He's got a grazily voice. I just think there's. He's got the staff. I feel like they turned it up a notch, and they even had to tone down the character because I read that kids were too scared of him. That's why, if you find out in season three why he gets married, is because they're dumbing down the character. He's just a good old guy, right? He becomes more of a doofus. But when they first brought him in, he was too creepy. He's like a dumb husband. He just becomes a good old husband, <laughs> a dumb husband. And he's like, oh, I get foiled by these kids again. Uh, uh, Goldar, stop pooping on my lawn. Like, that's essentially what he becomes. Rita, though, I don't know. Rita was always, from the beginning, kind of just... She was oh, she lost from the beginning. Now, they're both a bunch of losers. They always lose to the Power Rangers. But I think Rita was always just kind of... She was a doofus before he was a doofus. I feel like she was always like, ah, no. She was always like... She was always just... She always was losing, and then she was always... She just never seemed too scary, right? She, you seem like... Like, if I met Rita... I, I would just be like, hey, the Power Rangers always defeat you. I don't care about you. Whereas I feel like Lord Zay would still scare the poop out of me. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, and like you said, I wasn't too scared of either. But, um, you know, Lord Zed for sure was rocking that suit. Rocking the uh, the skin with the uh, the visor. I always thought that was a sweet outfit. And it, and I'm glad that they kept him for a while. But I hated that, like you said, they dumbed him down at some point. But Rita... She was always getting foiled. I always kind of had a little crush on her. I think it was the cones. I think it was the cone boobs had something oh, to do hey. with it. Oh, hey. She's got that Madonna thing going. <laughs> She's for sure rocking the Madonna cone boobs. And uh, so, but um, like you said, if, if there is a uh, puff of smoke and one or both of them walking through it, I'd be more creeped out of Lord Zed for sure because he's almost like a, like you said, Darth Vader slash Shredder, you know, kind of put yeah, together. Yeah, point. Uh, they got he's got that slick kind of uh, sleek vibe going with his uh, ripped body, but he's got that nice sweet visor. I even have an action figure of him, so I, I'm definitely digging some Zed. So for me, I would go Zed. Zed in the next round, man. It's easy pick. Zed in the next round. I don't know if he's going to mm-hmm. go far in this competition, but I want him to put it in there, give a little love to Power Rangers. If you don't like it, then you can get out. All right. We are on our last of the first eight divisions and it's the one I like to call the random ass division because I don't know what these two have in common. But we have Ghostface, the slasher from Scream. And then we have the one and only, the Monstars from Space Jam. Definitely two different sides of the coin. One for a children's film, one for a straight up horror film that arguably saved horror movies or saved slasher movies in the 90s. If I got to go with one, for me, it's no competition. It's got to be Ghostface, man. Because like I was saying about Cockroach Face, like, 20 minutes ago, was this was designed to scare not children. It was designed to scare everyone. You were afraid of this. And the thing about Scream, which is so brilliant, is obviously it's very satirical. It's making fun of other horror films. But the fact that the Ghostface, like, he's playing off other slashers, but he's still in his own right a scary-ass slasher with such an iconic look, too. Like, everyone knows the Scream mask. Everyone. That's still a hot Halloween costume. We're going to go out on Halloween this year. We're still going to see a bunch of Ghostface. The kids might not even know what it's referencing, but they're still wearing it because it's that iconic 
got to go with that. He always just appears. You never know who he is. It always happens to be teenagers or young adults that always have a bunch of friends, so they're everywhere. And I think anybody can don that mask. Whereas the Monstars, they're creepy. It's really it's really frightening when they squish Michael Jordan into a little basketball and they dunk him. That is definitely <laughs> some next level stuff. But I definitely, they're cartoons. They're blue, they're green, they're red. And they become good at the end, sort of. So, not holding up as well. Ghostface only gets scarier with time. But what do you think? I gotta agree. Ghostface, just because um, it is iconic. You know, even though they've made, like, parody after parody, it's still scary. Like, if you see somebody walking down the street in a ghost ma- in a ghost uh, face mask, there's one of two things that are going to happen. They're just going to walk right by you, or they're going to stab you. So it's those are two things going through my mind most of the time, but if you see monsters, they're just they're they're so innocent, like you said, they're blue cartoons, and they they kind of helped them out at the end. They're kind of they're dumb, they're dumb versions of basketball players. So it's kind of hard to be even creeped out by them if you even saw them walking down the street. Yeah, they're huge, but you just get Michael Jordan on your team or get some of your secret juice, and you should be all right. But with Ghostface. Nah, that's, that's scary all the time, so I'm going Ghostface. And with that, Ghostface gets the final spot into our next round, which is either the quarterfinals or semifinals. I don't know sports, so I'm not really sure. I believe it's quarterfinals, so let's just go with it. But this is when shit gets real, Carlos. Are you ready? Because we're mixing up and we're matching things, and we're taking the people that we've already voted for, and they're going up against each other because our first one, we've got the Penguin versus Teletubbies. Who do you think comes out? The scariest of scary. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna go back to our mirror, our mirror scenario. And if I close the mirror and I saw the penguin behind me, as opposed to a Teletubby, I'd be more creeped out. Just because, not only does Danny DeVito creep me out, but him as a penguin creeps me out. So I'm going penguin. See, I agree because the Teletubbies still a scary presence when they're in that mirror you still don't want those things in your house also where do Mm -hmm. they go do they use a toilet or do they just poop straight up and like what do they do do they poop in the pouch what happens what are they pooping right where where the hell they pooping (laughs) right where are those are those tvs now hd what what are those teletubbies what their tummies do i don't know it's so many questions it's very it's 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 uncomfortable with those things right you don't know what they're saying (laughs) however you can take those things down the penguin is a psychopath. He ain't just, like, creepy mm-hmm. to look at. Like, the Teletubbies are just going to try and give you a hug. But the penguin, he's got, like, machine gun uh, umbrellas. And he's got sharp-ass teeth, and he's ready to bite your nose. He's got an army of penguins that will just sh- helpless little penguins. He's got that weird lady with the dog following him all the time. Yeah, I don't have any batarangs. How am I supposed to take that thing down? Right? He's got an army of penguins with little missiles and little hats on. Like, No. There's no, he is going to take you down. He's going to murder you straight up, right? With no remorse, even if he is the mayor or whatever. And we, I don't got no Batman around here. We don't got no bat signal. So nobody's going to come to help me. The Teletubby, you know what? We could probably hug it out. He'll come at me. I'll just close my eyes. And next I know, I'll go, oh, wait, this is nice and comfy. May they probably give great hugs. Exactly. Hugging Penguin is not going to be as great. And they're not going to bite your nose off. And and uh, we, we have evidence of, the creepiness of the penguin. So that's why we got to go penguin. Yeah. And he's like a pervert and like, and he was like with Catwoman, oh, yeah. he's like licking, licking. I don't know if he licked oh, her yeah. or licked himself. It was, I, he licked something and that's all that I remember. So anyway, there's a, a, lot, on, a lot of creeped out parents. Penguin is going to the next round, but now 
We have the troll from our Ernest movie that we were talking about versus the one and only Pennywise, 1990s Pennywise. I'm going to start off this one. This one's tricky, all right? I feel like the last one we just did was pretty easy. <sighs> this is tough, man. I actually don't know which way. I'm actually, like, legitimately have no idea where to go with this. To kind of help out, you know, we talked about Pennywise preys on the fear and, you know, eats on – eats you, you taste better when you're, you're more scared. Yeah. Trantor, the troll, is just kind of uh, – an ancestor, thanks to is who's still alive, thanks to Ernest's uh, um, ancestors, and has magical powers, but really just kind of uh, snots all over you, and has superpowers, so it could pull your truck back, so you, it's hard to get away. But mentally, Pennywise has got you. Like you're always gonna think of Pennywise, because you remember in the movie, whenever the adults hear about Pennywise, they just freeze, and they just go back to that memory. But with Trantor, you have you know what you can do to defeat him. You have an end game. Whereas Pennywise, that's almost a, that's a forever game. Almost, Here, remind me for a second. Out. At the end of the Ernest Scared Stupid movie, does the troll become like good at the end of it? He tricks him into dancing, but it's only so they can like replace something in the tree, and so that's when he turn. That's when they get. That's how he gets destroyed. So it was one of those. They got help. They got a lot of help on that one. Yeah, uh, but I still the, feel like uh, Ernest, old witch lady. Ernest. I mean, if you're being overall, if you're being outsmarted by Ernest and the crew, it seems like we could take down that troll. Like if we put our if we put our brains I together, so. Carlos, we can come <laughs> up with something. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would lean toward Pennywise. I think so Again. because Pennywise fucked up those. They they're they're kids and then they got fucked up when they were adults and they were still thinking about it in like their thirties and stuff. So you don't want to be worrying about that. At least the troll. Ernest had 10 more movies after that. He seemed perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. He went to school. He was a janitor. In the It, he made one guy. He scared some kids so shitless that he grew a ponytail when he was older. So I want that life. That's that's pretty much all the, all the evidence. Ponytail going to the next round. All right, things are getting hot. <laughs> things are getting heavy. I hope everyone out there is enjoying this. We don't know, and we don't care, because we're going to keep going. Because our next matchup... We're going to keep moving. The next matchup is the witches from the witches versus the Crypt Keeper himself. I feel like we were just talking about this. But I'm going to let you start this off, Carlos. So, the witches with their weird noses and their warts versus the Crypt Keeper who's got no nose and happens to live in a place that definitely needs a janitor or two. There's a lot of cobwebs. It's it, this is a tough one for me because they both have super creepy nightmarish backgrounds in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, the witches, just from the, the the short bursts of movie that I watched, I was horrified by it. But the Crypt Keeper was a constant. Even though I was scared of the Crypt Keeper, I kept watching every week. I'd go back and watch the story right. and and freak myself out. And even to this day, if I, if I heard. If, if, if the witches I could get through, but if I heard the Crypt Keeper background right now, I'd try to turn it down or maybe flip on a few lights. So for me, I'm going to go Crypt Keeper just because that, that the uh, laugh and that the intro will always, always creep me out. For me, hands down Crypt Keeper, man. And I haven't seen the witches. So obviously I don't have the same connection you do. And I know maybe that doesn't make me the best 90s aficionado, but what are you going to do? You can't see every movie, right? But the Crypt Keeper, which also I haven't seen, has already scarred me, Carlos. How does that happen? Something I haven't even watched. <laughs> it's a character that I go, oh, it's that guy 
I'm not sleeping the night, right? If like I'm on, if I'm on the tweeters, if I'm going through the tweeters, if I'm scrolling through late at night tonight, for example, and all of a sudden a picture of the Crypt Keeper comes up and he's waving his little decrepit hand at me, done. <laughs> done, man. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to get to me for the next hour or two. I probably will go to sleep because I'm a big grown man now, but it's going to affect me at least a little bit. The witches, yes, it is still creepy, but I think that Crypt, that crypt Keeper is next level. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next level. It's just... Uh... If, if, if that short of amount of time for something can creep you out that much, it's got to take it. That's next level. It's going to the next level. It's going to the next round. And here we go. The last one in our quarterfinals that might be a semifinals, but let's just call it the quarterfinals, is Lord Zed versus Mr. Ghost Face. I'm going to let you start this one off. I think I, think I know which direction this one's going to go in. You know, I, I, I think I, I want to give it the twist that you're thinking. I want to go Lord Zed just because he's got powers and he's got that giant staff. So Ghostface has got the knife and he's got the the scare factor. But Lord Zed's got the powers and he's got the staff that he can still stab you with. Or he could fry you with it or turn you into some frog or send you to another galaxy. And he's got that sweet visor and his brain. You can see how big his brain is. I mean, so for me, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna send Lord Zed just because Ghostface is good, but he's just a man behind that mask. All you gotta do is maybe take his knife and stab him back, or maybe get him stuck underneath the garage door. But with Lord Zed, you gotta you gotta either morph into a goddamn Power Ranger, or you gotta figure something else out. Wow, I did not see it going that direction. You just twist and turned it, man. I thought it was ghost-faced all the way, but you bring up valid points. And here's the thing that I just realized. Both these characters always defeated by teenagers. Yeah, you're right. Uh, here's the thing, though. We live in a world without Power Rangers. So actually, because like like the same thing with the Penguin. We live in a world without Batman. If the Penguin's showing up, I'm straight up murdered, right? Because Batman ain't coming to save mm-hmm. me. He's got no bat gadgets. They, they ain't no bat... We got no batterings. No, no batterings, right? And the same thing, I, I don't got no morphers. I don't got no Zordon. So in the show, easily defeat, the Power Rangers always, you know, they're always getting Lord Zed down. He becomes a grumpy old man pretty quick because of these damn teenagers, but they always defeating him. In the real world, though, and I know this doesn't make any sense, but in the real world where Lord Zed shows up, you're right. He could straight up force choke me or something. He could use his staff and... He could he could put my nipples on my face like he could do he could do absolutely anything imaginable and Ghostface though but Ghostface though cuts out like your intestines like there's it's just more graphic it's just because the movies obviously are are R rated bloody graphic but there is a chance that if the police showed up they could take down Ghostface. The police show up and Lord Zed's here. He's calling the putties, his old Z putties with the Z's on their chest. <laughs> exactly. You got the, they're coming at you. Lord Zed's just laughing. He's probably, oh, he always has a chair. He's always somewhere to sit. So oh, yeah. this is not the <laughs> direction people, I think, saw this going. It's not the direction I saw it again. But you know what? Screw it, man. Lord Zed is going to the next round. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Next round. That means we are now, this is it. Semifinals, brother. Semifinals, I think. We made it. All right. We, we got made four, it. Four characters left. That means on our left side of my homemade bracket, we have two P's, two, two people with P names. The Penguin versus Pennywise. <laughs> All right. This is when things are getting a little tough. Who are we going for? Let's. We got to discuss it. We got. There is no more turns. All right. 
Carlos, mm-hmm. let's discuss this like gentlemen. Okay. So, and we, we've, we've talked about these before a few times now with Pennywise. He has powers. He can prey on our fear. We taste better when he eats us. And he sticks around basically our whole life if we don't defeat him. So that's that's my argument with Pennywise. When we, with the penguin, creep creeper status all the way through the roof mm-hmm. more than Pennywise, but he's got his duck mobile and he's got the the umbrella uh, uh, machine gun. So he's got some killing factors, but the creeper status and power status, if we're going real life, like I, I, Pennywise is 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 a, is a strong contender. Powers-wise, yes. Appearances, they're both creepy. Penguin Penguin is slow. I could probably take him if I had to in a fist fight, even if he would, like, eat my hand. However, let's think about it. Pennywise is a supernatural creature from another world or whatever the hell. But you know what the Penguin's got? What I'm forgetting until right now? He's got an army of clowns and penguins. Oh, you're right. He has an army of clowns and an army yeah. of penguins that he can put anything on their backs, including missiles, tasers. I don't know, because Pennywise is just one person. And I know if we're really breaking it down like as a fight, I'm just talking about fear here, though. We're not talking about like if we turn around, and maybe this goes back to our Lord Zed conversation. Maybe we got it wrong. But it's kind of like it's going back to what is more, what is just more frightening as an image? What just scares you out? Because obviously both these things are fake. I think, yes, the ideas of Pennywise mm-hmm. are creepy, I don't know. Obviously, I'm biased. Obviously, we can't not be biased. So I'm very biased in the Penguin because that motherfucker kept me up a lot of nights. And especially for a Batman movie, when you're coming off of Batman Forever, Batman Robin, which I know I'm watching in the opposite order. But those are the movies I saw first as a kid. And you got Mr. Freeze, cool off. And then you have, you know, the Riddler, Jim Carrey running around in a leotard. And I'm like, oh, I love Batman. Then you put on Batman Returns and you're like petrified in the first 10 minutes whoa i don't know mm-hmm. obviously yeah so i'm very biased but i'm gonna have to go with penguin personally you know and and you're right we need to get back to basics what's gonna be the creeper the creepiest thing that we see today pennywise you know i'm not one who's scared of clowns so if i saw someone dress exactly as pennywise i'd be like oh yeah yeah you know, that's that looks good but if i saw a penguin yeah i'd probably be like oh Whoa, like that looks good. That's great because you got to get into it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make the, uh, the, the, you gotta make some things look a little nasty, basically. And uh, he's a very fat I think man. Penguin he's very be, unpleasant to look at. Yeah, I think Penguin would win. I'll, I'll go Penguin too, dude. Penguin takes it. Penguin in the finals because we're both very biased, but screw it. He is cre- and hey, he's got clowns. <laughs> What's creepier than clowns? He's got whole army of those fuckers. Yeah. Got an army of them. Half yeah. of them know karate, and he's got like flame thrower. Remember the beginning of that movie when Batman takes them all out? Mm-hmm. He's terrorizing the city. The more the big skeleton heads yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's it. We got one character going to the finals. It's the Danny DeVito's penguin. We'll have to give Danny DeVito a tweet if he's got a Twitter. We'll tweet at him after this. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> but who else is going to be going up the penguin in the finals? Because right now, what we have is the Crypt Keeper going up against the underdog in my opinion lord zed from power rangers crypt keeper lord zed lord zed crypt keeper it's the match that everyone's been waiting for all right what are we thinking what's our what's our thought process right now i mean honestly 
you know, we had a good argument with Lord Zed, but when this one, the Crypt Keeper all the way, like he's still, he's going to creep me out. If For 30 seconds, if this guy creeps me out, he's got to get it every time. That laugh, the the, the image, the, the, the basement, the, just the journey from his front door, his front yard all the way down to the basement. Whereas Lord Zed is creepy with his, his exposed body and brain and his powers, but it's in real life. If a puff of smoke, if he walked out, I'd be scared. But if the Crypt Keeper, Crypt Keeper popped out, I'd be even more scared. So I'm going Crypt Keeper. <sighs> yeah, because even as a kid, I was never really super scared of Lord Zed. Crypt Keeper, I didn't, I'd been scared of. And I don't think I even saw an image of him until I was 10 or 12 or 15. I don't know. I just keep getting older, I guess. Maybe I was like 18 and I saw him. And I was still freaked out. And, uh... It's got to be him, man. He's creepy. Also, we don't know what powers or not he has. I mean, he's a, he's a li- the living dead, but we don't know. He could have special powers. He causes f- he, he he. We don't know. We we have no idea his background. Got, we don't know I, what idea what he's capable of. But we know that we're scared of him before he even does anything. He's got the power of the pun. If you've watched a few episodes, he is all about the pun, the death puns. So that's one of his powers, other than being the living dead, yes. And he's very sassy as well. Yeah, so I think the Crypt Keeper is the winner. Crypt Keeper, in the finals, here we are. Man, I feel like we just got here. How time has flown by. This is one spooky-ass Christmas. I hope you're all listening to this while you're trick-or-treating, by the way. The perfect treat for all you adults out there. So we're about to do the finals. We got the Penguin up up against the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypt. But before we get there, I reached out to you guys on Twitter. You actually, guys, you helped me compile this list. So for everyone that chimed in, I asked you guys, what are the creepiest things from your 90s childhood? You guys gave me a whole bunch of tweets, put some of these into the list. Some of the ones that I didn't, I want to name right now. Our friends over at Amazing Advertising, another podcast you can go check out, said it was totally was Thriller. The Michael Jackson thriller, but I guess it was just all the zombies and stuff. Who knew? I mean, it's a hip song, but it is kind of a creepy music video. I mean, the first few minutes of that it is creepy. Um, what we have here from Drinks with Larry at Drinks with Larry is the opening to the Brave Little Toaster, which is very specific. But probably, I don't remember it, but I'm assuming a lot of those anim- animated movies are very scarring as a kid. I mean, that movie is scarring with the, the whole the whole plot it is, but I can't remember the beginning. So maybe when they get left at the at the uh, at the cabin, I think. I don't know. I, now I'm starting to get sad. We got a couple different Pennywises. Uh, uh, Megan B said Pennywise freaked me out when I was a kid. Then we got another one from Pish IDK. I don't know how that's how that's sad, but it has to be Pennywise coming out of the floor in the shower. So we got a couple different Pennywise callbacks, a couple more shout outs. Uh, somebody said um, from Pendleton Snodgrass said, I, I know it's from the 80s, but Indiana Jones, the last crusade when the bad guy drinks from the grail. Remember that? Talk about Crypt Creeper. That oh, guy yeah. drinks from the grail and he becomes, you see him age in like 10 seconds and he becomes a skeleton. Yep. I agree. That's freaky as hell. He's got it. He might be the Crypt Keeper. He might be the Crypt Maybe Keeper. Maybe that's his origin story. Right? <laughs> Prequel. It all takes place in the uh, Indiana Jones extended universe. Anyway, but while we're on the topic, time to do our finale. Here we go. It is Danny DeVito's Penguin from Batman Returns up against the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypt. Now, I've just processed this is very, very hard. 
This is very hard. Obviously, like I said, I'm very biased towards the Penguin, so I want to give it to my boy, the Penguin, coming in clutch for giving me all those nightmares back in the day. But that Crypt Keeper, man, that Crypt Keeper, like I said, he does a lot to somebody who's never seen it like me. Like, you see that image, and you're like, this is fucked up. The Penguin, though, there is a few images in that movie where he's a cleaned-up man. Now, we all remember him biting the nose of that reporter. We all remember him eating the weird, disgusting fish. We all remember his weird bean-like body squeezed into that very loose loose clothing, very tight clothing for a fat man. But I think, I don't know, but he still wears a top hat. Some people still like him. He's still just, you know what he is? The Penguin, though, the only reason he's evil is because his parents didn't want him as a kid. Exactly. I was just going to say that he's a misunderstood man. So he's, yes, he's deformed. And there are deformed folks out there, and they're misunderstood because of the perspectives of life. But that's exactly what the Penguin was. And with every Tim Burton movie is something about the outsider trying to fit in. And that's exactly what he is. He's just a, 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 a man trying to fit in who realizes he doesn't. So he just decides to, uh, you know, to say, fuck it. Whereas the Crypt Keeper, he's like, oh, fuck, I'm the living dead. And I'm going to scare the shit out of you with all these creepy stories that I got. And so make sure that you knock on the front door and come down the steps of the basement and I'll meet you down here. And so that's the scariest part. And that's only like 30 seconds worth. And But like I said, the uh, Penguin, he's a misunderstood man, whereas the Crypt Keeper, he's just a scary son of a bitch. And, and the Crypt Keeper in general, what is his main thing? He tells scary stories. Like, that's what he's all about. Let me tell you a scary story. How does he know these stories? What does he know about these people? Where does he learn these stories? And why does he keep telling them? And so it's like he is, not only can he get you on just the appearance, on the physical level, is he just creepy? Like, if he just were to touch me with his weird, decrepit hand and his he's got worms coming out of his face or maggots, oh, man, that would just... I mean, even when I see a cockroach, I, like, flinch. I'm like, oh! Just imagine that freaking thing petting me or whatever it would do. I don't think there's any more reason to discuss it. But pulling out the win for the creepiest character from 90s childhood has to be the Crypt Keeper... From Tales of the Crypt, buddy, we are dancing, we're having a good time, but also, I'm going to be thinking about that all night, it's going to be super spooky, it's going to be super creepy, Penguin, you put up a good fight, I thought Penguin could go all the way, but he didn't go all the way, I'm, you know, I'm happy Lord Zed got, we should do an after show about this, like a sports after show, but I'm happy, I'm happy Lord Zed got all as far as he did, you know, I'm happy everyone showed up, Slappy the Dummy, maybe he could have gone a little bit farther if there was different people in these chairs, I don't know, but Carlos, we did it to the best of our ability, does this feel like we've had a good venting, uh, a, a good kind of therapy session? Yeah, I feel like my fears are are validated. The, the fears of the of uh, the Crypt Keeper and Large March and all these other things. So, yes, I feel much better. Oh, man, that Crypt Keeper. <laughs> anyway, well, all right. Well, it looks like the Crypt Keeper is our winner. And if you don't agree with us, hey, man, take it out on me. Don't take it out on Carlos. You tweet at me, all right? Put me, put a sassy little uh, comment in my iTunes descri- in my iTunes comment box or whatever, if you must. But we're just a couple of guys with our own opinions, and that's just how it rolls. Carlos, thank you so much for helping me break it down, bring in this list, bring in the holiday treats or Halloween treats, if you will. Um, Carlos, tell everyone where they can find you, find your podcast, Be Kind Rewind. Well, thank you. I always enjoy being a guest on the podcast. And you can find me, uh, the Be Kind of Rewind podcast, uh, basically on uh, 
any and all uh, channels, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, YouTube, for all your 80s and 90s nostalgic uh, topics, including, you know, talking, we're doing our Halloween theme stuff this month. We've had some celebrity guests come in. We talked to, we talked to Lori Beth Denberg not too long ago. Dude, that was a good interview. Lori Beth, that's a big she opened up. She opened up for us, so it was great. She was awesome. Can't wait to hopefully get to talk to her again. So there's definitely some good ones coming up, but uh, yeah, uh, it's been great. Been loving this, doing the show, so everyone tune in. I've been releasing uh, podcasts on Thursdays with the Poop Culture Network, so just stay tuned on Thursdays for new episodes. And guys, of course, as always, you can follow this podcast on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on all that social media, at that so 90s pod, and of course, follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud if you want to listen to us on the regular. I want to thank my guest, Carlos, for being here, for breaking it down, for us going through all this traumatic 90s creepy ass characters we did it buddy i'm so glad we did it oh do you know somebody i just realized i left out zeke the plumber well that's our that's our after story or after after show oh man oh nah somebody's someone's someone's upset they're gonna give me so much shit about that i thought i put that in here so guys what do you think of our list let me know comment did we leave anything out do you think anybody else should have won do you think we're just a couple of dumb idiots i don't know i'm just a pussy boy on the inside but Anyway, happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you're all safe. Hope you're all sound. Make sure you check all those candies, all those, uh, if somebody gives you an apple, nobody wants an apple. Watch out. There's probably like a razor blade in that apple. So don't eat that. Uh, and, and happy Holloways and boo and bye and ooh, ooh. and, uh, bye.